All right, this is the Conversation Cannabis and Christianity podcast. My name is Miguel Torres, and I am your host. And this is part one of the 1990s. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about music specifically. Because music, I love music. Many of us love music. I love music. Taking some lessons right now, I love music so much. It's amazing how music can influence your imagination. Which then, of course, influences your thoughts and your words and your actions. But it is really amazing how music influences your imagination. Now, every decade is going to be influenced by previous decades, of course. But there's a certain decade, 30 years of prior, that gets rehashed. It's nothing new. It happens all the time. Every decade is a rehashing of the decade three years prior. So in the 1990s, you had the 1960s being rehashed again. So you had the music of the 1960s, the music of the counterculture movement, the music of the civil rights movement, the, the music of civil unrest in the face of what is now called the Vietnam conflict instead of a war. You had a lot of things going on in the music of the 1960s. And of course, the 90s were coming outside of, or coming out of, yeah, you can say outside of the 1980s, which was heavily colored by politics, of course, like every decade, of course. But uh, when you look at it in terms of that kind of uh, scope, you can see that the war on drugs and the Reagan and Bush administration, the 1990s was a backlash to that, fueled by the 1960s. So you have rap, hip hop, grunge, alternative, all these things. And uh, it's it's getting wilder. The 80s were getting wild, 60s, 70s, every decade is wilder than the one before. There's no doubt about it. So the 90s are most definitely wilder than the 80s. But with a 60s flavor, a heavy 60s flavor, Some music. Everywhere you go, you're hearing it. Almost everywhere you go. You go into an establishment, you're hearing music. It's either coming out of speakers of the facility you're in, or you have it in your earbuds, or you have it coming out of your phone. We love music. I love music. And it's amazing, as I said, how it can impact the imagination. Now, the thing that's a little bit different, actually, that's a little bit different. It's very different. The 60s, you had the civil rights movement where bathrooms were separate based on skin color. You didn't have that in the 90s. 
It was different. But you didn't have it. We didn't have it like that. That's for sure. We enjoyed the benefits of the people who went through that. And we also tread on new ground for the people who were coming after us. And the music reflects this to a degree. And it also reflects just madness to the music of a decade. So you have Rage Against the Machine, this band, very, you know, they're political, they're militant. They're, they're talking about, hey, they're, they're, they're talking about a lot of stuff. Then you have this free Tibet concert, like, like this big deal where all these 90s bands like the Beastie Boys, these people that don't seem to have any type of uh, uh, care or kind word in their songs or their music. A lot of them said, hey, yeah, we want to we do a concert to help the monks in Tibet. So there was some, there were some aspects of the 1960s that were revitalized in the 1990s along those lines. But it really was not the same. You have a firm, we had affirmative action. Affirmative action was there, still there, needed. It was there because it was needed. And it should still be there because it's needed. But the same types of hurdles in the 90s were not the ones from the 60s. Materially. Like I said, the spirit of a decade, the mood, the attitude carries over. So you have a lot of grunge alternative and, and that stuff's just really, most of it is really depressing, full of apathy. Now look at the bands. Nirvana. Nirvana is supposed to be, you know, supreme enlightenment. Yet, the music did not sound like supreme enlightenment. It sounded like pain. And obviously it was because he killed himself violently with a shotgun. At the age, of, I think he did, I think he was at the same age of the three folks that died in the 60s. Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison, and Jimi Hendrix, 27. Yeah. Kurt Cobain does the same thing. Strange, you know, it's just weird. Similar, not the same. And then you have these other bands from the 1990s. I'm going to go with the grunge bands first. And, and they made it out, but it wasn't until like the turn of the century that they started killing themselves and dying from just silliness, just bad decisions. And it sounds simple to say bad decisions, and I'm not making light of it. I say that because they obviously had a lot of pain too. And what's funny about that is when I think about music and I listen to music that I liked when I was in the 90s, all the apathy from the from the, the grunge and the, and the alternative, it's no longer who I am now because I chose to go away from it. So when I hear those songs now and I hear young ears hearing it again, knowing that older ears grew up on it and are singing those same songs with which should be a more mature outlook on life. It's strange. It's strange to me. 
because we don't stay the same unless we force ourselves to. In other words, the mood or the spirit of apathy and sadness or depression, whatever you want to call it from the 19th, I say apathy, because that is what was coming out of grunge music. The idea is to not stay there. You don't want to stay there. Yet, money was made by me. helping people stay there. So it's strange hearing it again in 2020, the songs of the 1990s. Now, counterculture, rage against the machine, free Tibet, these things. Still dealing with them. Like I said, affirmative action is still needed. You kind of think about it, it's like, man, rock and roll. Rock and roll. I do dig rock and roll. Kind of go, where did it all come from? Like, how did that get started? Like, how is it that now we have people saying, you're a rock star? Or really, rock, <laughs> rock stars are, uh, yeah, they're pretty messed up, most of them. You know, we're all messed up. It's different when you're, I'd imagine, because I've never done it, but I'd imagine, because you got to look at some, some people that we call celebrities, right? I'm not going to pick on a certain person. I'm just going to say everybody's life has trouble. And then there's certain lives that it's like the fame and the money just allows the trouble to be multiplied or divided or whatever you want to call it. And we're celebrating people who have really broken lives. And instead of selling, celebrating the victory that comes from overcoming that, we're celebrating the decisions that lead to brokenness, more brokenness, and more brokenness, and more brokenness. Hence, the apathy of 1990, of the 1990s. It's, it is it is very contagious if you allow it to, which is why I brought up the fact that you're going to hear this stuff when you go into a building. When you go into any facility, people love to hear music and you're going to hear these things. You can actually think of them like little messages because that's what they are. They're little songs or messages. They're stories. They do affect your imagination. They do affect your thoughts. So now, rap and hip hop. Finally, that stuff got some radio play. You had music television, MTV, where you had Yo! MTV raps. I think it was like, maybe start off like maybe once or twice a week. And it might have been in a half hour, an hour, and then maybe, maybe later at night, a couple hours. Or they played the same one back to back. So you got the same show two hours in a row. And that was kind of cool hearing that, growing up as a minority in the United States and Michigan. And I was like, yeah, finally some, some different kind of music that looks like being played by different people that look different. That was happening. That was going, I mean, it's always been there, but it was happening with rap and hip hop, stuff that as I was a kid growing up with, stuff that wasn't there before my generation. It wasn't there. And uh, it's a strange world we live in. It's a strange world we live in. And I think about music and American music, just the idea of music that has come out of America. 
and there is a uh I'm not I don't I'm not going to say which platform it's on because too many of us advertise for free for these these mega platforms just by saying their names over and over again but there's a documentary called Rumble the Indians who rocked the world and it's pretty interesting they go back down to you know a lot of people say yeah the blues rock and roll came from the blues where the blues come from and this uh documentary has pretty good uh perspective on on where the blues came from a guy named charlie Patton. the guy was real indian he does look and sound indian and he sounds like the beginning of the blues it's pretty amazing now I bring that up because the 60s was the civil rights movement and in the 90s you had that same concept of equality coming around which is why it was good to hear music and see it on MTV that wasn't all rock and roll it was rap hip-hop that was cool seeing that and hearing it something that I had grown up with. I associated that to the civil rights movement. Many of us did. Hey, we can finally see and hear things on the radio and on television, cable television too. But the impact of it was different than in the 60s. the urgency for real civil rights was missing. And when you come up to here to 2020, 30 years after the 1990, and you're hearing all this music again, and you're hearing, and you see, you know, this is what Jimi Hendrix would look like if he was 80 years old. This is Sir Paul McCartney, and you're talking about, you know, all these quote-unquote, icons from the 1960s, musical icons. That stuff's being rehashed again, too, 60 years later. Yet you don't hear a whole lot about civil rights the way you did in the 60s. We hear the word inclusive, you can go to all kinds of social media platforms and it's all over the place. Got to be inclusive. We're inclusive, inclusive, inclusive. I don't know if that's the same thing as civil rights. It, being inclusive is definitely a social media watered down version of civil rights. Civil rights are civil rights. Being included into something, it means... You know, like that almost sounds like, and I say this because I've never seen so many adults wearing backpacks and drinking out of sippy cups. <laughs> I'm not, I apologize. I apologize, but I've never seen so many adults wearing backpacks and looks and drinking out of sippy cups because it, it inclusive kind of sounds like, yeah, I want to play with you guys, but you don't want to play with me. It's it's just, it's a it's a very funny thing. Civil rights 
our civil rights. Those are real. Those are real. And there's a stark difference between the 60s and the 90s and the 2020s and how that civil rights piece seems to just kind of wane further and further away. The 1990s, apathy in the music, violence, anger. It's all there. But so is happiness. So is optimism. So is the idea of not getting sold on a new big thing. And so is the idea of looking to the past to see what has really been done about it. Now, the youth of the 1920s, this generation, 30 years from now, you'll be reliving this stuff too, differently, but similar. You will not be the same. None of us will be, unless you force it to be so. Unless you force it to be so, you will not be the same. And remember, apathy is not something you want to stay with. It's understandable when things don't go the way you think they should. And there's been a failure. Staying down for a second for until you recover, now what that looks like is different. Staying down for a second or until you recover, what that looks like is going to be different. Coming out of a pandemic... The dominating mood, attitude, or spirit of the decade, the 2020s, is the 1990s. And the 1990s was a decade of mostly apathy. And that's because of advertisers, really. <laughs> that's because of advertisers. I mean, it's kind of funny. You know, as you say, if it bleeds, it leads, right? Well... Young people being sad and depressed and doing whatever they can to make themselves feel alive. Yeah, that's going to make money for some people in a sick, sick way. That will happen for sure. But I say that because it is a dangerous thing to feed your imagination, your heart, and your thoughts, your mind, with things you really don't want. Apathy. Anger violence do we really want that stuff apathy anger violence do we really want that stuff because if we don't many of us listen to it way too much and many of us put it into our eyes way too much and it's like hmm what do we really want then? If we don't want apathy, anger, and violence, I think ultimately everyone wants love to be loved 
and to have peace. To be loved and to have peace. Because anything outside of that is strife and pain. So coming out of a pandemic where a lot of people were forced to look inside themselves like no other time before, not only inside themselves, but many of us were looking inside each other like we never have in any other time before. Because the last time this thing happened was 100 years ago. You know, the world's just rigged that way, right? Be mindful of what you feed your mind and your heart with. Not all the music from the 90s sucked. Not all of it was full of apathy. Not all of it was full of anger. Not all of it was full of violence. There is a lot of good stuff out there too, but there's a lot more garbage. So my, my, my advice is this. Don't go to the garbage dump to get something to eat. Find something small to eat. Go to the kitchen. Go to the kitchen to feed yourself. And when you go to the kitchen... You don't want to find a bunch of violence, anger, and apathy. That's what you expect to find in the garbage dump. In the kitchen, you want to smell things that smell delicious. Because if they smell delicious, there's a good chance it's going to taste good too. And that's going to bring some great satisfaction. I'm not a big fan of the Rolling Stones. Mick Jagger, the Rolling Stones, can't get no satisfaction. Boy, that sounds like pain. That sounds like pain. That belongs in the garbage dump. I can see clearly now. The rain is gone. That belongs in the kitchen. <laughs> that belongs in the kitchen. All right, I'm going to wrap this up for part one in the 1990s. Touched a bit on music. I'm not pretending to have the whole bubble on this. I'm just offering you my perspective on this stuff. All right? Love you all. This is the Conversation Cannabis and Christianity podcast, and my name is Miguel Torres, and I am your host.